Our post-show recaps coverage of The Walking Dead is brought to you by our friends over at GEICO. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 20, Splinter, is over. But we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name, of course, is Jessica Lease, and I've been sitting here in the train car that goes nowhere that is this podcast, just chomping at the bit to tell you all about my feelings about everything that happened in this podcast. And... It could be just me here talking on the podcast, or it could be a figment of my imagination. But I have two gentlemen here who have appeared to me and knocked on the window of my train car, and they're coming in to talk about everything that happened this week. And first of all, you know him as my regular co-host. Please welcome Chappelle. Hi, Jess. I, I guess we found ourselves in a precarious pickle this week uh, where we get to talk about something. Something happened. Yeah, something happened. I mean, Chappelle, uh, just for some background, Chappelle's internet connection dropped out the first two times we tried to record the top of this. And um, I actually, I, I let the internet connection into my train car and kicked the crap out of it. And now it seems to be <laughs> complying. So, you know, you follow the rules and everything's going to be okay. Or so you and think, right? We found out later on, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to tell. I think we're going to have to decide how much of this we want to believe and how much we're not going to believe. But I want to invite also, um, we, we invited a third party to talk about all of this because it was such an exciting episode. There was just too much going on. It was not enough for the two of us. So we brought in a third guy. And here's the guy who is no stranger to dark enclosed spaces. You know him as the former Mr. Met, and he is now a podcaster of some renown. Please welcome AJ Mass. Uh, I was promised three hots and a cot. Um, <laughs> and uh, do I have to keep the, the gloves on the whole time? That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, yeah. As long as you don't want to get any splinters, I think you should keep them on. <laughs> Okay, sure. Okay, I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good. It's good to see you both. It's it's good to be uh, be seen. Like, you can see me, right? You don't you don't just hear my voice coming from the other room and maybe not see me the whole. Well, you, you did podcast. drop down from the ceiling. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's oh, it's going to be something. It's going to be a ride. It's going to be a ride. Yeah. Well, how was the shower, by the way? <laughs> uh, you know, the looky loos were a little much, but uh, other than that. Just fine. <laughs> yeah, kind of extra. I thought so, too. So anyway, yes, this was of all of the episodes of The Walking Dead that we have seen. This was one of them. And I want to remind the audience that this particular subset of episodes. And I think like Josh Wiggler's not here. And I think we we understand now he's very overcommitted. But also, if he drops in for season 11, he's not going to have missed a GD thing because there is. These six episodes have been dropped in here to tide us over until whenever we get season 11 and nothing that we see in here, like it's all made up and the points don't matter. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember we called these bottle episodes at one point, but now we can just call them boxcar episodes because they're literally episodes where one character is inside of a box the entire time by herself. You, this is crazy. This is insane. We said, I, I just don't understand. Like, you could have kept this. We don't need this. You could have just said, hey, we'll get back to you after hiatus. Nope. They forced these episodes down our throat. We watched them hoping to care to find some semblance of like, what this will all mean, what the, what we're leading to, and do give us Princess talking to herself for 45 <laughs> minutes. I am, I just don't understand. How do we get here? What's happening? You know, it, it is a good question, Chappelle. If you have the limitations of the current pandemic, and you have a long stretch of time before which you can make real TV, what is the best way to fill your time? Do you need to put anything out at all? Or is there a different tactic we could have taken? This could have been webisodes. I still, I stand by that. They could have been doing the little shorts that they used to do at the, in the Walking Dead early season. Like between episodes, you got the, these little 15 minute or whatever. Like this could have all been online. This could have been on demand. You could just go in and kind of watch it just to, you know, just so you don't lose the pulse of what's going on. Because of all the episodes so far, this one is the one that matters the least. Like, we know nothing more than we already... Like, Princess had a bad background. I could have guessed that, probably. That's, <laughs> that's it. We didn't learn anything. I, I don't... I just don't know. Like, I want people to watch the show because I watch the show. I want people to listen to this podcast because I talk about the show. But I don't want them to have to sit through this. <laughs> I just... I don't wish this on anybody. This is insane. So, Thank AJ, do you wish there was... <laughs> do you wish there was a different episode that we'd invited you for of, you know, of the ones you've seen so far? Here's here's the thing. Uh, oh boy! Hey, full disclosure, I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not make it through Princess talking to Yumiko, or maybe not talking to you. I, I I fell asleep during that, but I I I, I, I snapped out of it. I, I, I water on my face. Uh, took a shower. No one was watching me. Uh, no one was asking me questions. But I then I, I went through and I watched the whole episode all the way through. And I thought it was well written. I thought it was well acted. I thought the twist in the middle was actually kind of cool and a little bit inspired, especially for this show. And I could not be more furious <laughs> at the fact that this episode existed because at the end of the day, we watched an entire episode of an unreliable narrator who we have no connection to whatsoever. So we, we don't even know how, you know, is this just her modus operandi for all time? You know, we, we don't know. We don't care about her, really. She's not one of our, our, our classic folk. And at the end of the day, I don't know if any single thing in this episode actually happened. You say Josh is going to come back and not have missed anything. I watched the whole episode. They could have easily just said, hey, get in the train car and open up next day. Here are your friends. I don't know how much any of that happened. She never left the car. Ever. At all. There was no fight. Nothing. Nothing happened, as far as I can tell. There was no shower. There, there was, was no fight. The guy puts his mask back on, so therefore he's not bloodied because she didn't hit him. Like, none of that happened. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> AJ, I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out a cultural <laughs> reference that I know you are gonna get. I do not know if this is gonna land with Chappelle. Is this better or worse than Bobby Ewing in the shower? 
<laughs> well, it's better because it's far less time. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> that is, that was a whole season of erasure, uh, retconning there. I, I think. And, and it was a, that was a show at the height of its, its popularity that completely said, screw you guys, we don't care that you watch that whole season. It didn't happen. Uh, it was well written. That's what annoys me, is that if you are skilled enough to write an episode with a twist in the middle like that, there were so many ways that this c- could have gone in a slightly different direction, and I would have cared. All we needed was one other person's point of view in in the course of this. And since they're already there, it could easily have been Ezekiel. It could, you know, uh, show somebody else's point of view so that I know that some of this happened. But because we never see anyone else's point of view, we're already in a season where we, we know these episodes don't have any meaning. They were filler. But now it's filler that you didn't even care enough to make count as filler you just at the end of the episode you went oh by the way delete 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 delete, delete. <laughs> backspace 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 <laughs> All right, so, points. Yeah, yeah I, they're very good points it, yeah i mean it was well written i will say that even the the like like aj said the twist i said oh shoot that's weird i guess it's not it's, oh it's princess okay cool but then to kind of reset at the end it's just like so this was just a trip in the mind of princess and I just don't know what if the princess stands were clamoring for this. Like, who really wanted this? Is like, if we could have gotten to the heads of any of the characters, I probably would put princess on the bottom of my list. I just, what is what? Why are we not attached with her? Like to her right now? So there's no point. Like, tell me what Ezekiel's thinking about. I, I we've spent more time with him. You know, give me anything, even Eugene. What's Eugene talking about? Like, did, where, where's his girlfriend? You know, like, let's talk about the things that we left, you know, just kind of out in the in the open for us to, you know, speculate about. Instead, we learn nothing. nothing. I'm, beginning to, I'm beginning to think I might have uh, misjudged the effects of my power more <laughs> in this situation. I'm so sick of Eugene. <laughs> yeah, I've been sick, I, I've been sick of Eugene for years. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I kind of fell off the Eugene bandwagon when he defected to Negan and then defected back. Oh, you uh, lasted longer than me. I, I well, I loved the guy. I, it was and it was one of those situations. It was like the the Jamie Lannister of it all, where it's like you forget that in the first episode he pushed a kid out a window because now he's kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of conveniently forgot that Eugene lied about everything in his life and also liked to watch his best friend have sex. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, now he's kind of a quirky nerdy guy and I'm okay with this. Now he's useful, but with, with, yeah. all, with all due respect, she does allow me into the house now to spend time with her kid. <laughs> I, he lost me when he made up when he made up the cure that's when he lost me i would have like back slapped eugene and took off the other direction and they kept him around i don't understand but you know what he was one of the more refreshing parts of this episode because it was not princess it was the one time we're like oh look someone else oh, yeah, like, no. no he was it turns out he was that's yeah, he was princess. They I was all princess. It, it was she Agatha fell. all along. It was Agatha <laughs> all along. Agatha all along. She gets there at the very end and she looks to the left. Hey, there's no hole in the wall where I splintered. She looks to the right. Hey, there's no hole in the wall over there. Which, you know, it, 
at, at first I thought it was lazy writing. Like, like what kind of people going to put somebody in a, in a holding cell that they haven't checked out to make sure that there's no giant gaping <laughs> hole in the back? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, That's a good point. <laughs> even the Terminus cannibals like said, yo, this is A and it's locked. You know? <laughs> yeah, but they also put all those different weapons inside of the box. All right. Fair. So and, Terminus and, and, was not a brain trust. Let's not know, get it twisted. Sure, sure, sure. But again, I'm sitting there, I'm going, you know, watching this. I'm, get, I'm getting angry during the episode because it's like, how the hell is Ezekiel hiding in this thing? That's not possible. Well, you take two steps back and he's in a shadow and this guy's not going to see him. And then it's like, oh, it's all in her head. But then I'm like, oh, it's all in her head. <laughs> like, it's like emphasis on all. It's like, oh, it's all in her head. Oh, it's all in her head. All of it. The entire episode. Like even the parts that weren't well, in, her head like, are in her head. Guys, guys, you realize they can come back. At, they can honestly, they can come back at the start of season 11, have them back in the original train yard and have nobody come out and get them. And they can make that count. Like it was just all oh, the whole thing was princesses. Oh, you know what? I had this crazy dream that we were attacked by reject stormtroopers. <laughs> I guess I was making that up. <laughs> Can we get into the stormtroopers of it all? Jess, tell me you have opinions about stormtroopers walking around in where are we, Georgia? Like, are, are, yeah, they're they're in West Virginia, I think. West Virginia, I believe. Yes, yes. West Jenny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the only place that they could find armor to outfit themselves was like a warehouse at a spirit Halloween store and they had the really <laughs> high-end stormtrooper costumes. And they're like, God damn it, these are clone troopers. I wanted OG stormtroopers. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's like the thing, right? We're like, we gotta get outfitted for the uh for the apocalypse and then they like go into like a party city. <laughs> like, this, is, this has always been my question. Like if you are in the apocalypse and there's like one store that has not burned down or been looted or full of zombies. And that's the store that you have to outfit everybody in your party from. What is the best possible store for that to be? And, you know, for the, you know, for the purposes of good storytelling, it would always be like Army Navy surplus or something like that, or it would be a Costco or something boring. Mm -hmm. I submit it should be a spirit Halloween or it should be like, a clothing warehouse from the 1960s that everybody forgot about. I mean, I, I, I would be happy with that. I just, I'm now I just have a vision in my head is that we're going to, we're going to finally meet the next group of uh, big bats or wearing green morpho suits. <laughs> Dressed like Ninja Turtles or something. You know, like, let's spice it up. Now there's just cosplay throughout the, the zombie apocalypse. It, this is insane. This is insane. I just, What? It doesn't make any sense. I can't believe they did this to us. I'm, I'm offended. Yeah, it, it looked like the they looked like the uniforms from the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that absolutely. <laughs> oh man, it's it's not okay. It, it's not like I said. It's just disappointing because I really so much enjoyed the first couple of episodes of this little you know mini refresher course. I I. I, I I enjoyed the Daryl and Carol of it all. You know, it wasn't the greatest episode and I'm not like going, woohoo, I can't, but it was enjoyable just to see, you know, last week with Father Gabriel and, and the, the mazes is, is, uh, and you know, the, the drinking and all that was, was really fun to see. And I, I enjoyed it, even though I knew in the end, it really doesn't matter because they're characters that I knew and I got to see where they are now and touch base with them. And it was, it, 
this one, like, it's Princess! <laughs> and I like her, but I don't know her. And I don't need an entire episode that's going on. In, 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 you know, this, what, what, the last scene, you know, when, when Bruce Willis showed up at the very end, and I learned this was all part of an M. Night Shyamalan series. <laughs> Boy, was I upset. <sighs> it would have been... Yeah. Would it have been better if it was Brad Pitt? <laughs> I'm just saying it's the, the beautiful mind of it all. It's just, it, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. There were so many different ways that this could go. Uh, you didn't have to include this foursome. No, nope. you, you didn't have to include this foursome. And I understand actor availability, you know, you, you work with what you can get. I mean, heck they had to film an entire scene without the actress in it because, uh, the actress who plays Yumiko was in the UK and quarantined and couldn't actually come back. And she just did a voiceover. I get that. And and they, they did a nice job working that in, given their limitations. But why? Why are you working this in? Why? Yeah. It's, it's really like, the yeah. most entertaining aspect of it is looking at all of the ways they had to film around quarantine. Yeah, that's the that's the thought the thought uh, like project for this whole thing, right? Is like instead of looking at these episodes as actual entertaining episodes, that you know, let's start mm-hmm. looking at all the hoops they had to jump through, right, to make this thing work. Like uh, Yumiko is calling in and basically doing her her lines over the phone. Um, you know, like we've had uh, what was it, Daryl and his girlfriend? They they couldn't you know actually be intimate, so they had to touch hands. You know, like all the COVID like quirks <laughs> is what we should be going in and kind of like. Uh, make an Excel document about and just kind of playing them back in our heads because that's really what we're going to take from this season. All the movie magic that went into this. I mean, I had to laugh in the first episode when like they're in the, the woods walking around and like Daryl just Megan's like, all right, let's spread out about six feet apart and continue walking. <laughs> yeah, six feet. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Six feet, right? Yeah. You know, so I, I, I enjoy the fact that they were working around it. Oh, you know, we have a character who's wearing a mask. Get him in here. You know, like, he's a mask. Oh, yeah, because he has he a mask. Up. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like even these stormtroopers, like okay, well, he's wearing they're wearing masks, so they can get as close as they want. I get it. You know, it it's clever. It's it's probably a little too clever by half, but like again, I'm not upset that they tried something. I'm um, I'm upset that given that this is what they were going to try, that they did an episode that has no meaning even within this limited format. That that's what that's what angers me. So AJ, how many how many episodes of Princess do we need to have? Like we've only seen her basically. We got one episode of Princess, and then we got the inside of Princess's mind in a deep, like a deep eternal sunshine esque dive into her innermost psyche. How many episodes do we need to have featuring a character before this lands? I mean, it, you know, this could land if it's this could land if it's her introduction episode. It it really could. I don't think we need because then it's like. Oh, who is this woman? You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and she's interacting with our cast, and like, okay, and they're 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 behaving in strange ways. And I can see that maybe, oh, you know what? And she imagined the fact that she joined this group. She Mary sued her way into the Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> that would actually be interesting. So I, I don't think it's necessarily the number of episodes. It's just the fact that for this particular thing to land for me, I have to care about her. And she's so low down on the pecking order of characters right now that I care about, given that we know that there's, you know, everyone's been sent to the winds. I want to see Judith. I want to see what's going on with her. That, that, 
that's something that's really important right now. Michonne's gone. Do we even know how she feels about Michonne being gone? No, we really don't. That's something I really need to see. You know, you, I know, you know, you, we saw, we saw, we got Maggie and like, that's great. Maggie's returning. She's been gone for a while. Let's pick her brain and see where she's at. That's great. Daryl Carroll, always a crowd pleaser. Even if this had been Eugene centric, I would have been fine with it because he's a character we know. And I want to know, how is he really feeling about the fact that he led his friends into this fiasco? If this is indeed what's actually happening, you know, like that would be interesting. I said, she's a woman we've met once kind of thought she was a little squirrely. She self admitted. It's like, I'm a little, I'm a little crazy. You know, I haven't seen anybody and it's great to explore that. But we don't have a baseline for her. And that's why this doesn't work. So here's a question. And Chappelle, I want to hear your thoughts on this, especially because this is, you love it when I try to fix the show. I do. And AJ, we got your shot at fixing the show. I thought it was beautiful. I think it would fix the show. (laughs) Could we get away with having this exact same episode take place inside the mind of another character? Could we have Eugene doing like a dark Kermit thing and having Princess be a manifestation of his psyche? Does that work? Is anybody batshit enough for this to work? Yeah, I was thinking about that while AJ was uh, was talking. I was thinking, you know, what if this was Ezekiel, right? Like, what if Ezekiel had gone to sleep and this was a dream sequence, right? And then he wakes up and all the things that he dreamed, you know, he had imagined, you know, and then nothing has happened. But we care about Ezekiel. So we would have learned something about Ezekiel and what he's thinking and his background because we know him as the king or, you know, that we met with the big tiger. So now we get to learn about his background and why he is the way he is. And, you know, it will make us more invested in this character who we think is here for the long haul. We don't know, Princess. <laughs> like we just so it's kind of like we don't really know if it'll work same thing with eugene like uh, aj said how does he feel this is a perfect opportunity to explore the minds of the people who we're supposed to be invested in is this showing us that we're supposed to be invested in princess maybe but it's just a, a weird spot to put it in you know it's not like in an investment moment it's more like a in a in a in a story moving moment and it's like well had you started with princess in this box we say oh like look at this woman who's kind of a little she's a little off and you know she has these with this vivid imagination and, you know, this ADHD and, you know, insecurity and anxiety and all this other stuff she listed. And that would be our introduction to her. But this doesn't, this didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. We knew she was crazy. So, yeah, I think for someone else, it probably would have worked. But for this character, no, not really. I think Ezekiel is perfect, Chappelle. I think Ezekiel is mm-hmm. the perfect character because you throw in there somewhere that Ezekiel realizes he's, he's fantasizing about this. And he thinks he's dead because he knows he's dying of this cancer. And we think, oh, my God, is he dead? Mm -hmm. Oh, is this how he's going to say goodbye? Because it's not like they haven't done the, oh, I'm dying fever dream before. I think we know that Tyrese has gone through that. So this can happen. And then when he's not dead, we're so relieved and happy. Like he survived this crazy pandemic time, like, like we all did, like he got through this episode. Oh, we would be triumphant. We'd probably hear going, what a great episode. How, how singing the praises mm. he's not dead. And we get to now see how he's going to, you know, come back for, on his borrowed time that he knows he has. This wouldn't Good land point. AJ. And I know why this wouldn't land because we know that they are not going to kill off a character as major as King Ezekiel in these episodes that do not matter. Like, what if they did that and people just come back in season 11 and everybody's like, oh, I miss Ezekiel. It's too bad he died. We'd all be so angry at killing him off during the season part that doesn't matter. 
Well, you you and uh, Chappelle would be angry because we we're watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, the, I mean, we're the only ones watching this. We literally, literally the, yeah. yeah, it's all I mean, of the us. people listen to this podcast who do not watch the show. Mm-hmm. They tell us every week, um, yeah, yeah. but no, I think AJ made a good point. Just with Ezekiel, because even in that moment, it would be one of these things that kind of in the same vein as the Russian roulette game for Gabriel, right? It was a mm-hmm. character building moment as well, right? So um he already is a pastor, a man of the cloth, but now he's going through this, like, you know, he can't understand his faith at this moment. He's questioning things. And he has to kind of, like, come to terms with, okay, yeah, I did, everything happened for a reason. You know, he, he has to have that realization, but it takes that whole traumatic moment. And maybe this is Gabriel, you know, coming in terms to, to terms with his, I'm sorry, Ezekiel coming to terms with his uh, mortality, you know, like, okay, I'm dying. But, you know, he goes through that. And then we look at him as a more full character later on. We knew princess was crazy. This just solidified that she was crazy. This didn't give us anything else. It was like the crazy woman is having a crazy moment. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, that's too bad. But, you know, we hope she does, you know, she's not as crazy tomorrow. But it doesn't make us care anymore about her craziness. In fact, it makes us more likely to not want her around the characters we do like because she's just going to get them in trouble because she's going to splinter into some other reality at the most inopportune moment. And then where, where are the people we care about? Yeah. This was pretty inopportune as well. So it was like, this is not a great time to be having this moment. Um, and I, I was already questioning her thought process throughout because like Eugene is telling her to do stuff and she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then when Ezekiel shows up, she's like, well, we should listen to Eugene. Now, listen, anytime you say we should listen to Eugene, I'm automatically like, stop. Hold on. <laughs> that might be misguided. Let me just slow down. And, and she was very like intent on like, well, Eugene said we have to do this. So we have to go with it. And I was like, okay, she's lost it. You know, just her off and so it is right yeah I, I don't trust her with the people that i care about i really want her to not be with them so that they can survive because she seems like a liability at this point i mean lest we forget she, she led them into a minefield for no reason <laughs> yeah literal minefield yeah 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 and well there was a point actually it's funny we're talking about like the characters we know and the characters we don't know i was i caught on to the this is all taking place in her head of it all about 30 seconds before they confirmed it was all taking place in her head because i realized this does not strike me as something king ezekiel would do and it struck me as something that somebody might project onto him if they did not know him very well Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. It just kind of drove home like, I know that Walking Dead frequently doesn't know what to do with its characters and makes them do things that they probably wouldn't do. But this seemed really out of character for what he's doing. He's not just going to like drop through a ceiling and be like, I'm going to I'm going to break some guy's face and murder him with my bare hands because I'm in it for my one last adventure. That's not that's not him. And it just said to me, this isn't him. This is something else. And then. I didn't quite get, I thought maybe some of the rest of it had happened. And now I don't think any of it happened. I think none of this matters. This matters less than everything else that doesn't matter. (laughs) Except what's really going to burn my britches is that when we do come back and they are walking with bags on their heads and the character who interrogated her is suddenly going to confirm that that scene did take place. I'm really going to be upset. Like he whips off his mask. Yeah. Whips off his mask and they're like, oh dude, what happened to your face? Why are you all covered in blood? Yeah, and then he's like, don't make me hit, you know, the, the other interrogator, like, don't make me hit you again. I'll break your jaw a second time. Like, there's going to be something that's going to intimate that some of this did happen, and I'm just not here for that at all. 
Yeah. yeah. I hope none of it happened. I hope right. none of it happened. Yeah. Right. Like we went through all of that and it's like none, none of it happened. But honestly, if something happened, I'm going to be infuriated because like if you think about it, even the interrogation was just like her saying, I don't know anything about these people. I just met them. I don't know their ages. I know their names. I'm from Pittsburgh. We knew that in the beginning. <laughs> so if you tell me we did all of this just for you to interrogate her, for you to say, for her to say the same thing she's been saying the entire episode, I don't like that. Why are we doing this? The only way that scene, the only way that scene could have been better is if she said, "Listen, as long as it's not me." <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it just that would just. That would drive me crazy because all of that was to interrogate her mm-hmm. and she knew nothing and she always knew nothing and she was never going to know anything and they didn't get anything from interrogating her. He's like, all right, we got her. Opens the door. Oh, back to normal. Like, yeah, it got to be because even through all of that, we didn't learn anything. Y'all didn't learn any more about Princess than you already knew. I didn't know she was from Pittsburgh before this, but I heard it four times throughout this episode. I know it. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope that when they come back in, in the next season and we encounter this group again, it's, it's literally to the point where they are walking in hoods because I have no problem with the fact that if you're going to take someone to your home base, you don't want them to see re- where you're going. You know, that's fine. I also don't have a problem with interrogations. I mean, you know, we had Rick's three questions all these years. So, I mean, that, that, that that's fine in, in theory. You know, I really hope that they just like, you know, walking around and she's like, Do, should we trust them? And like, well, you know, all that happened is they gave us a, 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 a bed and let us sleep. But, you know, you you tried to reach for his gun, trip fell and, and got knocked out. And you were you were asleep all night. And, you know, we woke <laughs> up in the morning and you were you, you know, we left. So I don't know what your problem is. I, you know, confirm for us that none of that happened and that they weren't bad people and evil because of the fact that they showed, um, you know, if it's in her brain and she's afraid they might be. Well, that's cool. If they just turn out to be evil like i don't need that i really we had don't so many evil people we don't need more evil people yeah and uh it was it was hard to watch because everything was pointing to these are evil people but the evil people kept saying we're not evil i was like well stop beating everybody up and throwing them in boxes and all this <laughs> other stuff and watching them na- shower naked and all like you're coming off kind of evil guy only to find out that it might not have happened and maybe they're not evil so I'd rather them not be evil because you've been acting pretty evil this whole time. And, you know, so it, it feels like if they are evil, then this was all a waste of time. Yes. And I don't want it to be a waste of time, you guys. But we still have another season to watch. Yeah, but I also don't want to spend the entire next season being like, are they evil or are they not evil? Did this happen <laughs> or did it happen? And I, yeah, I, I hate it so much for that reason. Like, it, it's... And it's also like, if this is extra credit viewing, so, you know, whatever small fraction of the Walking Dead viewing audience that watched this episode is going to come in with extra doubt that none of the rest of the viewing audience is going to have, that changes the equation too. This needs to not matter at all. It needs to not be crucial. Yeah, pretty much. it's It's been a weird season so far. But this was by far like, you know, kind of the strangest thing because it was a bottle episode within a bottle episode. You know, it was kind of like <laughs> it was yeah, a bottle inside of a box. You know, it was it was so it was so random almost like let's just pick somebody and make them have just this internal battle and then show everybody that it's someone that we don't and it's someone that we don't care about. It could have been 
any character having the same story. And Princess is probably in the top three of people who we wouldn't care about having the same storyline. Maggie could have did this and we probably would have cared. We would have saw like maybe some Glenn flashbacks or something like that. She would have talked to, you know, talk, mm-hmm. maybe talked to Herschel or something like that. Like those are meaningful conversations with people that we actually care about. I don't care about Princess and her mm-hmm. mom. I'm sorry. I really wish I did, but I don't. And so, well, yeah. Here's the funny thing. I think what I got from this, I learned more about the writer's room at The Walking Dead than I did about anybody on the show this episode, because what I learned from this is that the writer's room has a lot of affection for Princess, and there's some she is someone they know a lot about, and they are eager to share that with us. They know where she's going. They know she's going to be an important character, and I don't want to spoil the comics. Um, AJ, I don't know where you're at with the comics. I know Chappelle has never messed with the comics, and it's probably for the best, but... Um, <clears throat> She becomes a very important character if we're following the comics at all. And so I feel like the writers know that she's going to be a big focal point of the upcoming season. And they have all this information about where she's going and what she's doing that we don't know yet. And so it's almost like you've dropped into a conversation that people are having about something you know nothing about. And they're halfway through the conversation and they have inside jokes about it and everything. And you're just trying to piece together what they're even talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's. Uh, and yet at the same time, they make her so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they make her so stupid. She's crawling out underneath the gate and she gets stuck by the gun. She doesn't. Oh, maybe I should just put the gun through first. No, she just said, well, I guess I can't go through. <laughs> Back yeah, second thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then we see Ezekiel with the uh, ghosts of the Polar Express zombies. I mean, like, I, I don't know what that was. Uh, and, and like I said, and yet at the end of the day, I still thought it was well written. And I, 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 I liked the dialogue. I liked what they like, like you were saying, I like what they did for Princess. I just, as Chappelle said, don't care right now. And maybe, maybe next season I will. But it's just... Yeah, it's too soon for the big reveal. You know, we, we get on the show a lot for, for characters not asking the questions to other characters that would easily solve a problem or, you know, for you know, these hidden motivations that, I, you know, like even Maggie in this, like, I, I want to tell you the story of what happened, Daryl, but I'm just not ready right now. I have to wait till <laughs> season 11, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it involves a flashback that we haven't shot yet, Daryl. So please, we'll get to it. <laughs> you know, once I get to know her, you know, I, I can see a, a real heart to heart with Ezekiel that where she can tell that same story and it would have an impact. And I, I, I think it's it's so well written for a character. It's just not the right time for it, and it's really not the right time when you're saying, "Yeah, we're giving you six episodes," but really. Uh, we know you really want to just see what's going on with Maggie and Megan and Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> Those are coming up because, uh, yeah, we got this one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you, you pointed out that this is a well-written episode and Jess and I have said that probably on every episode so far in these bottles. And I'm starting to think this is kind of like one of those, uh, like a writing exercise for them. Like, okay. <laughs> we get two, like, it's like almost like a writing pissing contest, right? Like, okay. We give you three characters, make magic and the writers are going to town. You got Daryl with his secret love interest and he's doing like, you know, the, we talked about it. It was like one of those, ro- the, like a rom-com, you know, he, him and the girl, boy meets girl, girl meets dog, you know, that kind of, 
everything. And then you had the last episode with with the okay, we give you three characters. Oh wait, one is a twin. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's like they're throwing like it's like an improv contest, you know, and they're throwing it all at you, and they're trying to make the best story. And every week they're doing a good job, but it's kind of like. Once you step away from it, it's like a sketch comedy show. Once you step away from it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of what we've been watching. And so that's what's frustrating. All this great talent and work being put into like in acting, put into these episodes just for the next episode to com- be completely disjointed and not like even touch anything that we have been like accustomed to learning about. And so it's like, yeah, we can we 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 talk a lot of crap about the show right now because this was frustrating to watch. But we got to give the writers some credit because they are completing the assignment of doing what they can with the little bit that they have. And so I give them that. But it's reluctant for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Gold star writers. You you did your homework. (laughs) You turned it in. And yeah, it's almost as if like for for the at the start of the pandemic when they were all like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to take a break and then we're going to figure something out. But for now, just take a break. You know, Angela Kang gave them all copies of Colson Whitehead Zone One. which is a phenomenal, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning author and it's a phenomenal zombie book that he wrote and he wanted to make a literary zombie novel because he's, he's, he's highfalutin. He's, he's, he uses big words, you know, and he's like, yeah, and it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is a brilliant novel. And I see a lot of similarities with the stories they're choosing. You know, like one of the things that he says is that, you know, everyone has a survival story, but you tell the survival story version depending on how much time you think you're going to spend with the person. Do they deserve the <laughs> tier four story, or do they just get the "Yeah, I was I was in Pittsburgh and and and, and everybody died" story? Like, which level of story do you give them? And I, I saw kind of hints of that in this in this story. Like, you know, like yeah, you don't get the story, but you get the story. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I really do feel like they they like hey. Let's 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 write one of those. Let's write a Colson Whitehead story. <laughs> like, but we're doing The Walking Dead. Yeah, but it doesn't count, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. Another thing that's probably underrated is the lack of zombies in this show. Like, there every episode has probably got maybe three max you know it's like like we throw out some like burnt zombies but we only get three walkers in every given episode because it's like okay we're gonna make you write a zombie story but the twist is there's no zombies so (laughs) you gotta tell a story about the world of zombies with these characters but with no actual threat to their lives you have an hour uh, go and i think that's what we've been doing every week and it's a fun exercise. I probably don't need to, I don't need to read your homework after you turned it in. Like, I, I believe you, you did it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and yeah, and, and it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for the fact that this show has been on for so long that, you know, we, we've been saying all this time, like, well, you know, by now the zombies are more just of a nuisance. They're not a threat. And so, okay, well, let's, if, if we don't really need them to be the threat, then why do we need them? The real threat is humanity. Indeed. It's so deep. <laughs> so deep that they beat us over the head with it every season. We get it. Like, it's the people. It's not the zombies, it's the people. But this time, they ran out of zombies. And so it's just like, literally, here's it is the people. people. But yeah. apparently, apparently, oh, yeah. for, apparently for Princess, the real figments of her imagination are the friends we met along the way. Oh, my gosh. So, so it's man versus man. It was man versus nature. Now yeah. it's man versus man. Now it's man versus himself. We're, we're hitting all the marks. Indeed. Indeed. You're not giving them enough credit. <laughs> I guess not. It's, it's, it's a, a, 
you know, 10th grade English class really would have had a field day with the series. When, when does man versus versus food show up? <laughs> <laughs> if only they could find some food. We've realized that that's not something that they're good at yet. No, it, it was. It still escapes them. <laughs> it was in World Beyond with the lady at the sandwich. <laughs> that was man versus food. Yeah. She devoured it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. One of the other things that I wanted to point out too is that if you're a, if you're a good guy, mm-hmm. maybe don't wear a, storm, a stormtrooper outfit. It's probably hard to like convince somebody that like, no, I'm with you. You're walking around looking like like, are you sure? Because I'm sure there were other costumes. Why didn't you dress like you know Gryffindors or something? If you wanted me, <laughs> are, are you saying we should wear Jedi robes if we're the good guys? I'm just saying, like, you went in there and found, like, the most nefarious outfit you could find. Like, yeah, this will show them that we really should be trusted. Like, okay, maybe no. Hey, you guys, I know you're all wearing the Stormtrooper outfit you found at Party City, but I went to the Bed Bath & Beyond next door. I'm wearing this cool Jedi bathrobe. (laughs) I would trust them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is how you knew the guys from the kingdom were okay, because they just wore football pads. It was like it was like watching Varsity Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. King is my I don't want your life. <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> that's that that's Eugene. <laughs> You're laughing, but that I, is I, I don't want your life. Uh, actually, actually, <laughs> Abraham, I, I actually do want your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's it's bad all the way around. But yeah, I think this is the most like these people are walking around with big I am evil signs on going, I'm not evil, I promise. So, so what are you talking about? It's all in your mind. Are you sure? I'm not an alien. <laughs> yeah, definitely not one of those. This is a mess. Yeah. It's a it, it's a lot. Um, so I wanted to call out um I there's a whole there's a whole segment where they're locked up pending paperwork, and I thought that was an interesting shout out. I was like waiting for the theme song to Brazil to come in there. And it's like, oh, are we now are we now insinuating these guys are fascists? And that's like that's why we got the stormtrooper uniforms, and we're gonna have like a lot of bureaucracy. Is this a new kind of evil? Are we bringing in a new angle on you know we had the crazy evil, we had the like thirst for power evil, we had the evil that just wants to destroy. And now we've got the bureaucracy evil. (laughs) The mundane evil. (laughs) Yes. The most evil evil of all. Yeah. (laughs) We're doing (laughs) D&D. Not not to spoil Brazil, but I mean, that kind of was what we saw, wasn't it? I mean, you had repelling from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A fake out uh, person's not actually where they think they are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My name's not not Princess. It's Trincess. It was a typo. Uh, oh, that reminds me of a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, or, two of which are on here. Um, that reminds me, though, of a moment where they say, well, what's your name, princess? And she says, it's princess. He's like, yeah, don't lie to me. Like, like, okay, she thinks we're stupid. I was like, as a person whose name is Chappelle, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think 10 years into the zombie apocalypse, you are allowed to call yourself whatever you want. They're not going to check your driver's license. Oh, well, they, they might collect your driver's license. Yeah, they might. <laughs> you mean to tell me King Ezekiel's name isn't really King? That's not his first name? His mom didn't name him that? He might not like, even really be named Ezekiel. We don't know that for sure. If you had to pick a name, 
I think Ezekiel's not a bad name. If you want to like go take this, like if you if you want to have this like persona about you, you have this big tiger. Ezekiel's pretty majestic. Chappelle is not. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, change my name to Chappelle if I had the choice. So I, I can see it. Yeah, noted. In the zombie apocalypse, I won't be looking for Chappelle. I'll be looking for some other guy. King Zeke. King Zeke. King Zeke. Yeah. King Zeke. Here for it. You'd make a great king, Chappelle. Thank you. Jess, is there is there anything we were supposed to take from some of like the the really deep moments we had uh with princesses, you know, um inner thoughts, right? Like we got a lot of like like quotes about, you know, like her being a good friend and, you know, about the splinters and about the stuff with her mom and all this other stuff. Is there anything that we're supposed to take away from this and say, this is a lesson learned? Um, I think it reinforces, and again, this is not new information. This is just reinforcement of previous old information. I think she comes around at the end to being all in on these people. And I think a lot of what she's going through in this, like, are these people evil? Are they not evil? It's not, are the people that put us in the train car evil? It's also, are these people worth doing all this for? And Mm -hmm. are they evil? I've known them a week. They could just be awful people. It's hard to tell. And then she kind of decides she's going to throw her lot in with them. And I think they, I think maybe my favorite, my favorite part, um, is when Ezekiel is out there with the Polar Express zombies and he's like, everybody's bad. Just run away from it all. And, and princesses, but they came back for me. And one of the zombies is like, they came back for me. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole thing. Like, I want that for a ringtone. And it was like, oh, well, if the zombie is speaking the words, I think the zombie is speaking the most true words of the entire episode. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. I mean, I, I do like the fact that, yeah, if you, if you take this as like a dream sequence, uh, take this as just this exploration of her psyche, you know, it is telling that, you know, she sees Ezekiel as her protector. She sees him as someone who can take care of her, who's going to be the father figure that she never had. And, and, and that's where the trust lies. And that, you know, she did go back into the train car. She listened to what Eugene told her to do. I mean, she didn't follow through with the interrogation, but, you know, she could have just run off then, too. And she said, no, you got to go back in the train car. And she went back in the, into the train car. So, I, you know, I, I do think that we see that at least in her innermost sane core, like you said, we see she trusts these people. And that's what she's coming to the realization of, whether or not... It, it, you know, they're also the first people she's seen. So, uh, you know, grain of salt, you know, she, she could be one of those. Oh, look over there. Look at that shiny object. I'm going to go over there now. <laughs> but at, at least for now, she had the opportunity to run. And it, it, even if it's just in her mind, this opportunity to run, she could have cut bait with them and she chose not to. And assuming that the door's opening and she's, she's seeing them with the hoods on is real. She reacted horrified. So, you know, like, oh, my gosh, my friends. So there's that. But we knew that already. I know, yeah. Chappelle. I know. We already knew. Yeah, I mean, she, she's all in on the group. I guess yeah. that yeah. that's what this episode showed us. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's in. We we have our princess, and now we were we are saved. I'm sure the comic book readers are like, yes, this is going to matter. But for someone like myself, eh, you know, her caring about this group of people that she just met doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, I like Ezekiel throughout the episode saying, 
these aren't even your friends they're my friends and i was like <laughs> yeah like that's what i'm thinking too like why do you care so much take go get out of here what are you doing and she's like well we gotta listen to eugene he's like you don't know eugene i know eugene don't listen to him listen to me i'm ezekiel that's eugene you know so i I enjoyed that part of it because the whole time I was thinking the same thing. Like, what What are you doing? But only to find out that this was all in her head. It sounds like she was just trying to come to terms with those very same thoughts. It just was a lot to get there. Honestly, it was a whole lot. And so, you know, I don't have many takeaways from this episode, except I, I guess now I'm going to be looking forward to how can the writers uh, outdo themselves next week, right? We've seen them, what they do with two characters. We've seen what they do with three characters and a twin. So three characters. We've seen what they do with two characters and a dog. Like I'm trying to see like what's next. How do they up themselves, you know, to like impress us again with these bottle episodes? Because so far, I mean, the next one's just gonna be Judith, just by herself, you know, just carrying the episode, and she's just gonna like it's gonna be like a like a coming of age tale of this you know six year old girl because they have to figure out a way to make to you know to put all their writing chops to the test in this apocalypse with no zombies. Ooh, ooh. So I'm excited to see it. Can they have an episode with no dialogue? Oh, I... <laughs> AJ, please don't speak that into existence. There's already a lot of brooding and growling in this, in this show. We don't need an episode with no dialogue. What about a musical episode? I'm out. <laughs> in you. your head it's in no. head it's zombie, zombie. it's zombie. in princess's head that should have been the score for this episode yeah. if we do another episode and it's, in, and it's in her head again I'm leaving so is this, was money. this is sort of like I read this meme about the evolution of the Toy Story movies where one is like the nature of like realizing your existence as a toy and the next one is about coming to grips with the increasing maturity of your owner and then the third one is moving on to the next phase of life and then like the, the eventual progression of story five is they're all going to transcend and kill God it's like this is where we're going next like we're gonna have to like go fourth dimensional in the next episode. You gotta do something, uh, man. I here's a here's a thought. You, you, why don't you do an entire episode from the point of view as a zombie? Ooh, oh, what if it was just all zombies? Yeah, but you, 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 you camera point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Day in the life of a zombie, like a hardcore Henry, but a zombie. Yeah, yeah. You, this is not okay. This is not okay. <laughs> like, maybe if, uh, who was it who was walking around with the zombie, like, bodyguards was in Michonne, right? When she was yeah. walking around with them on chains, that would have been the time to do it because yeah. you had them, like, uh, close to the dialogue and stuff. But I don't want to see them staring through the fence, you know, six feet away from somebody <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching this uh, story unfold. Um, but I will say this, you know, the guy, I think we talked about it last time, Jess, uh, the social media guy uh, on The Walking Dead, like Twitter, was saying that one of these episodes is going to be the worst thing that he's ever seen on The Walking Dead. Oh, and yeah. the day he tweeted that it was not this episode. Oh. It's supposed, to be, it's oh, supposed no. to be next episode. What and then he, delete, he deleted the tweet. So I know oh, it's true no. because it's gone. <laughs> so, OK, so who is next week? Like, what is next week? Do we know? Do we need to consult the, uh, the poster? I, I, I know, I know what the small blurb is, or at least yes, I know. Please. I know that I know that it is a another Daryl Carroll episode. Wait, we get two. Yes, and 
it is the two most beloved characters currently in the Walking Dead franchise, and it's the worst episode of all time. Well, look, he said last week that this one was supposed to be it. Then he tweeted this week, no, 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 it's the next one. So I I don't know how you can... I, I have to believe he's wrong. If it's Daryl and Carol, there's no way it can be worse than what we just saw. Because even if you did this same exact storyline with Daryl, we would care more. So yes. unless, okay. how do you think this? It's, it's Daryl and Carol from the point of view of dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be actually kind of cool. You know? like, dogs walking in. Oh man, we, I've seen other TV shows do it like this before. I'm just, the first one that comes to mind is honestly community, right? Like uh, I bet it's showing his, his, his dad and, you know, his mom talking about, you know, like uh, his mental, uh, you know, disability or whatever. I think I bet thing was back then. And he's showing it through the lens of his camera. And so like he goes and he makes a film and then he's able to play it back to his to his parents but the whole film is kind of like the show through his like camera mm. lens or whatever and yeah i could see dog walking in and out of the room and seeing like daryl and carol having arguments and talking like killing zombies and he's just kind of just standing there watching everything it would be horrible and i rage quit it would be my <laughs> last day but it'd be interesting like i said if the writers are, are doing some type of thought exercise on what they what you can do with limited characters i'd like to see it <laughs> let's let's go for it. What, what else are we doing here? We're in the lab already. We might as well yes. see the experiment through to its horrible conclusions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could 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 we see? It's all from the point of view of a zombified Madison from Fear, who has made Ooh. it so far. <laughs> we need to bring Kim Dickens back somehow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chappelle. I know I'm hurting you. <laughs> so, I'm trying to figure out if what we what we can do to make this worse, and I just cannot see it. Um. The, no, I just can't see it. Maybe maybe Daryl's girlfriend comes back and then it's just like a lot of like Yeah. A lot Daryl's of like, girlfriend comes back and she's a zombie and the whole thing is shot hardcore Henry style from her point of view. I'll take it. And we don't know until <laughs> the very end. She doesn't know she's dead. Because she's oh. a zombie. And the and zombies, then, you know, maybe she's having the thoughts in her head and they're they're start to go haywire. Well <laughs> and the then whole, this girl just this, fighting with the urge to kill her. You know, like <laughs> what was that movie that was the love story and the guy was a zombie and she brought him back to humanity? Warm bodies. Yes, warm bodies. I remember warm bodies. Oh my gosh. I forgot that was a love story. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> His name was R. Hers was Jules. I mean, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Mm, it was. Yeah. Oh. I wow. didn't get that connection until now. Time. This is probably the first time Warm Bodies has come up in conversation in, you know, 2021 for sure. But definitely in like <laughs> seven years. Like, <laughs> wow. It was cute. It was cute. I liked it. It had its moments. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch anything zombie. You know this. I, I watch yes. this. So. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not picky in the zombie department for sure. <clears throat> All right. So what else do we have to say about this episode? Is there anything else we could possibly say about this episode? <laughs> 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 you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, but here I am. I got nothing. Yeah, I, 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 I like I said, I I commend them for the effort uh, on some points, and I hate them for the effort on the others. It's just, it's just, I, I've never been this ambivalently angry about a show. 
that like I have to be I have to admire what they did even as I despise what they did. It just it, it it's not and it's this is not a this is not a cliffhanger Negan who did he kill kind of anger or a, uh, I can't believe that you know you you did you you killed that character kind of anger or Rick didn't die like I'm not gonna you know, I'm not not pulling that kind of a rage <laughs> with. But uh, we, only one plaid-shirted person can do that on a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, True. I just, I just, it, I'm just befuddled. I'm just very befuddled right now, and yeah. I don't think that's going to go away because, you know, like you said, the points don't matter. You know, it's fun to think about if scenes it was from my hat. We're going to do scenes from my hat. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's it's actually kind of fun to think about if Rob was our guest on this episode because if you think he was upset last time, oh no, <laughs> this would have been the end of it. Yeah. You mean to tell me it was on the head? <laughs> princess? Oh, oh it's princess. princess. I met her, what, five seconds ago? <laughs> Rob yeah. would. Yeah, he would not be happy. He would be writing AMC a letter, like a you strong. Is if Henry came back and walked. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days I wish Rob was still watching this, and other days it's like I want to keep my job. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and Josh is normally good at finding the silver linings, and you know, and things. I would be really interested to know. Just what do you think, Josh? Because you tell me to make it okay, Josh, because he can look at something and be like, well, it's not so bad. But a lot of times I'm looking at Josh like, no, it's bad. You just don't want to admit it. I mean, Chappelle, I wonder if Josh can make this make sense. You don't know, Chappelle, maybe this new society has pizza. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that'll do it that'll do it that's josh's standby like oh well, they probably have pizza it's like oh okay yeah i should have had i should have had him watching star trek picard he would have had a lot of thoughts on the pizza <laughs> it's like josh is there for any time you see somebody eating something and nobody ate anything like you could see a tray in the background if josh wheeler was on this podcast we would have had spent 15 minutes on what do you think was on that tray <laughs> Yeah, the flashback to Sandwich Lady is still like I knew I could see the the, the glimmer in his eyes dying <laughs> to talk about that woman eating that sandwich. I was like, Josh, just say it, just say it. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have twenty minutes on chugging the Mountain Dew and another twenty <laughs> minutes on the sandwich. I, I just figured out. Thank you for reminding me of that. I just figured out what they're doing next week. Shadow Puppet Show. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, we're done here. We're done here. I mean, puppets ruined community. <laughs> yeah. And, and we we made it through one puppet episode. I, we didn't hate it. Yeah, every franchise gets one, <laughs> unless you are the Muppets, in which case you get all of them, and then you get one that has no puppets. Yeah, tune in for season three, episode seven of the Muppet Show on Renap next week. <laughs> Robin, Robin, oh, keep it in the podcast. Oh, dear. just happy to talk them up. It's a Muppet week. Uh, for yeah. uh, who is the guest on that episode? I don't think there's a guest. I think Rob and Akiva are going to handle this on their own. No, I mean, who's the guest on The Muppet Show? <laughs> oh, I think it's uh, Alice Cooper. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one, though. That's going to be good. <laughs> it's Alice Cooper! Yeah! It's a good one. <laughs> okay, well, I think I think we're winding down now. We're just kind of making fun of everybody else on the network. And, you know, all the best podcasts do eventually degenerate into everybody making fun of their friends. Um, so, AJ Mass, what else are you up to? 
Oh, my neck in trouble. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't know you were such an impressionist. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Neither did I. It must, <laughs> must be all in my head. Uh, I am, of course, uh, doing my ESPN thing and uh, covering uh, baseball season starts next Thursday. Uh, so we're coming up on opening day. So ESPN.com got a lot of... Uh, Exciting uh, preview articles on there if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, also, uh, I'm just publishing later this week the final episode of uh, my Beat My Guest tournament. Beat My Guest, my trivia podcast. Uh, it's an exciting final episode. We have been 16 competitors. We kind of, for the last four months, been winnowing it down. And we got the just have to edit that final episode and get it up there. Also, my friend... Kintad Svensgard and I have started a new venture. Uh, it is a podcast called Felonious Pundits, and we are doing a full 15 season, 323 episode Criminal Minds rewatch. Oh, no, you're not. Stop. We are. We are. <laughs> nope. Yep. Stop it. How? <laughs> when? <laughs> when? How long yes. is it going to take a podcast about this? Six years and six months. Hey, hey. <laughs> This, this seriously sounds like if we were doing a skit about podcasts and we were making fun of people doing podcasts, it would be like, what kind of podcast are you doing, AJ? Oh, I'm doing a full rewatch of six seasons of Criminal Minds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but this is real. This is a real thing is, you're doing. Absolutely real. The first two episodes are, are live and uh, it, it, we, we take it with the proper amount of this show is awful but it is awfully good in its awfulness. And okay. uh, we have a good time uh, just uh, really going through it. Kintat has never seen the show. Uh, my wife and I, for the past probably 10 to 15 years, have just had it on in the background when we go to sleep just to have noise. So I've probably ended up seeing bits and pieces of every episode about 600 times. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just an interesting to get it from those two different perspectives. Yeah, I think you're uh, just, this is just a transparent bid to get people to buy you Matthew Greg Goobler garb from the CBS store. Uh, yeah, a kimono would be lovely. <laughs> $75 throw with his face on it. <laughs> so, so, five years from now, I'm going to laugh at someone just as hard when they say, we're going to go do a deep dive into the Walking Dead franchise and watch every episode. <laughs> I'm going to have that same reaction. So don't worry, AJ. It's not for you. It's just the absurdity of going and, and, and putting on like a task like that. Oh, my gosh. Like, you got to be doing like three episodes a week. There's no way you're ever going to finish this. It's too much. There's no end. Oh, you just lit a fire under me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Good luck. <clears throat> yeah, that's. That's that's an undertaking. I, I salute you, sir. Thank you very much. It'll be a lot of fun. And I do I do believe, uh, Chappelle, you and I will be uh, talking soon as well. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited to announce that this week on the Rob Has a Podcast Reality TV Rewind, I will be uh, with AJ Mass himself and Rob Sestanino to talk about uh, season two, episode one of Work of Art. Search for the Next Great Artist, uh, show that AJ pitched himself and that I worked really, really hard to make sure that we got ready to do. So I am excited to talk about the Suck Lord with AJ Mass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going to be oh. Great. You're going oh, to yeah. love it. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a blast from the past. I'm definitely watching. This is like, call me Brandon Fraser because that was a blast from the past and I'm going to watch the hell out of that. That's great. <laughs> going to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fun stuff. 
Yeah, I think that's my next big undertaking. Bryce Isaiah and I are going to be watching something for the Purple Pants podcast. I believe we're going to be watching uh, Set It Off, starring Queen Latifah, the bank heist movie from the 90s. Uh, but that that probably won't be released for another week or so. Um, and then recently, of course, uh, I don't know if you two know, but I was on the last episode of Robin and Kivanisa podcast to talk about the greatest TV shows, uh, theme songs of all time, uh, part two. So part one, we did all the, the normal ones, right? The Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, blah, 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 blah. But this time we got into the weeds on some of uh, the, you know, unsung heroes of the TV show theme songs. And people are upset. People yeah. are not happy. Their faves have gone out. The brackets have been busted and they have been very vocal today. And I've loved every second of it. So if you have time and you want to get into a three hour podcast about television shows and be upset with us, please go check out Robin and Kivanita podcast um, to uh, dissect everything that we decide and, you know, correct your wrong opinions about your favorite TV theme song. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. They spend 15 minutes talking about the Scrubs theme song. 15 minutes. Yeah. And let's just say Scrubs didn't play a big part in the, in the bracket. It was a after minor all. character. It was all in their heads the whole time. Yeah, it basically was. If you want to, yeah, you want to listen to something more frustrating than this episode of The Walking Dead, go listen to us talk about Scrubs only for it to not matter at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm no right. Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that. So that's all I got going on, Jess. What about you? Amazing. Um, yeah, I have one other podcast that I do regularly every week. Um, I do not exhaust myself enough doing this podcast and draining all of my mental energy. I replenish over the week and then I get on the that I get on this podcast with Rob Sesternino and Mike Bloom, and we talk about the CBS show Tough as Nails which is right up there with Criminal Minds as far as a fine achievement in the world of CBS programming. But we are so good at our jobs that the host of Tough as Nails, Mr. Phil Kogan, regularly joins us to talk about everything behind the scenes of the show. And we have so much fun because Phil usually comes in at 11 and he goes up from there. And it has really been the singular joy of my podcasting career to get to do all of that tough as nails talk with phil so that drops every friday morning if y'all want that in your feeds i don't even know if you need to watch tough as nails i think it probably can't hurt but the podcast itself is very very fun and then i'm going to be joining some folks this weekend to talk about community um we are we have a podcast on post-show recaps called Community Building. started out as a patron-only perk and has now moved up to the majors. And every week, Josh Wiggler and Jess Sterling talk about an episode of Community. And we are up to one of my personal favorites. It is one that features an amazing song that has been stuck in my head for 11 years. And we're going to talk about all of that. And then there's lots of patron-only content that all of you who are already pledging your support to Push Show Recaps, you know all about it. But for those of you who do not know, a small contribution every month gets you access to about three podcasts a week that are extra that you do not get on the main feed. And you also get access to cool perks like a weekly newsletter written by yours truly. You get access to a Discord server with the most amazing, insane people you will ever meet. And then you also, at the $15 tier, you get access every three months to a special piece of branded quarterly swag. And if you want, that swag can just be a Wombat's hat every three months for perpetuity. 
And so if you want to get in on all of that, you can go to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash postshowrecaps, either one, and find out how you can support us, help us keep the lights on. All right. Where can we find everybody on social media? AJ, tell us where you're at. Uh, I am a Twitter at AJ Mass. I was an early adopter, so I was able to get my name without any of those dang digits at the end. So at AJ Mass. All right. And Chappelle, where are you? Uh, at this point, the listeners know how to find me because they have to tell me every week that, you know, this show is horrible. <laughs> so if you want to follow me, uh, it'd be on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L-S underscore show. Um, also on Clubhouse, uh, hanging out with Rob because he loves Clubhouse. Uh, there's a drinking game going on. If you haven't heard about it, drink every time Rob says Clubhouse, drunk by you know, about 10 or 15 minutes from now, honestly. Um, but yeah, I'm on there too. Same follow. Follow me and you might catch me talking about The Walking Dead. Probably not. I'm trying to protect my peace these days. But yeah, <laughs> you can definitely uh, follow me on Twitter where I'm definitely not tweeting about it either. Yeah, it's it's amazing how little I tweet about that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Haymaker Hattie. Allegedly, I'm on Clubhouse. I accepted an invite and immediately ended up in a room that I didn't want to be in. And I ducked out before people could see I was there. So, yeah, I, I guess someday I'll probably figure out like two years after everybody's abandoned it, I'll figure out what it's for. Um, I'm also on the Instagram and I'm hanging out pretty much on Twitter all day, every day these days. So please tweet at us and let us know how you liked the episode. You can also tweet at post show recaps and you, if you feel like it, you can go over to postshowrecaps.com, find the page for this episode. If your tweet, if your thoughts cannot be contained in a tweet, and I understand you may have a lot of thoughts about this episode, you can write them all down in a comment on our website at postshowrecaps.com. So I think that about wraps it up for us. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go shut everything down and wake up in my boxcar all alone. But thank you to the two of you for joining me on this dream, whether or not you were in my head. Should I put the hood on now? Yeah, everybody (laughs) put the hoods on. We're done. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.